about what leadership is. And I'm going to talk about feet washing leadership. And I'm going to use Esther to um, help us understand uh, what that means. She was a great woman. And uh, I like women. I like men too, but I like women. So let's have a look at her. <laughs> uh, for us to understand something, for us to have something embedded into our spirit and into our mind, we have to hear it seven times. So I want to encourage you for the sermons that we've heard over the last few weeks, weeks over, over this year. We're privileged in this church that we can get everything online. So you can hear the sermons online. I want to encourage you to hear them online and play them seven times. You don't have to play me seven times, but the other ones you need to play seven times. Okay, so my first point is this. We're going to read, uh, first of all, we're going to read about Esther. So if you want to turn to the book of Esther, chapter 2, we're going to read from verse 2 to 8. And it says there, Now there was in the citadel of Susa a Jew of the tribe of Benjamin named Mordecai, son of Jair, the son of Shimel, the son of Kish, who had been carried into exile from Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, among those taken captive from Jerichin, king of Judah. Mordecai had a cousin named Hadassah, whom he had brought up because she had neither father nor mother. This young woman, who was also known as Esther, had a lovely uh, figure and was beautiful. Mordecai had taken her as his own daughter when her father and mother died. When the king's order and edict came, had been proclaimed, many young women were brought to the citadel of Susa and put under the care of Haggai. Esther also was taken by the king's palace and entrusted to Haggai, who had charge of the harem. So just to be clear about the story, we know that the, the Jewish people were taken captive, released captive, released. That went on a lot throughout the Old Testament. And we see this for Esther. So Esther has been taken captive. And my first point is this. Leaders don't settle for what they see. They are a people of vision and faith. Because vision is what you see with your eyes closed. You see, we are, it's easy to see where we're going when we've got our eyes open. You can't see where you're going when you've got your eyes closed. And to have vision, you have your eyes closed. You are able to move where God tells you to go when your eyes are closed. This is really hard for us to do. And sometimes we use language that reinforces the fact that we don't have vision. We say things like, let's only put out 30 chairs because 30 people are going to be at church today. Let's not ask anyone to join our team because we know that people aren't going to join our team. Leadership is about having vision. It's about seeing beyond what we can see when our eyes are open. And for us to have vision, we need to close our eyes. Leaders have their eyes closed. Not all the time, otherwise you'd fall over. The last sentence says, life will give you what you settles for. That's true. I'm never going to get a husband. Life will give you what you settle for. I will never own my own house because I don't earn enough money. Life will give you what you settle for. Leaders don't use that language because leaders have vision beyond what they can see. I was really hoping I wouldn't have to put my glasses on, but I do have to because it's dark here. <clears throat> Mordecai was a leader who had vision. Nobody knew what Mordecai was up to, but he was a man of vision. In chapter 2, verse 11 to 13 and verse 15, if we can have that up. 
It says, every day he walked, this is talking about Mordecai, every day he walked to and fro near the courtyards of the harem to find out how Esther was and what was happening to her. Before a young woman's turn came to, the, to go to King Xerxes, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments. Who would be happy with that? Yes, please, Lord. Prescribed, prescribed for the woman, six months with oil and myrrh and six months with perfume and cosmetics. And this is how she would go to the king. Anything she wanted was given to her to take to, for her for the harem to the king's palace. In the evening, she would go there and in the morning return to another part of the harem to be cared for by Shazagaz, the king's eunuch who was in charge of the concubines. She would, she would not return to the king unless he was pleased with her and summoned her by name. When the term came of Esther, the young woman Mordecai had adopted, the daughter of his uncle Abihail, to go to the king, she asked for nothing other than what Hagar, the king of, king's eunuch who was in charge of the harem, suggested. And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. So it starts off by saying that Mordecai walked to and fro uh, to see what was happening to Esther. You know what? We have leaders who have vision. Our leaders have vision. They walk to and fro, and we have no idea what they're doing. What is that leader doing? Mordecai, I knew what he was doing. He was a leader with authority. And what is interesting, what you see when Esther goes to the king, she doesn't go, hmm, I can have anything. I think I'll have that silk, and uh, oh, definitely them shoes, and I'll have... She didn't do any of that because God had trained her through leadership under Mordecai. So when she went to the king, she didn't need to ask for anything and she asked for nothing. She went as she was because the leadership that Christ had, had birthed in her was there. Mordecai's leadership was there. Life will give you what you settle for. Number two, leadership is about servanthood and stewardship. I'm not going to discuss the, go into these ones, so you'll have to study these yourself because I want to focus on some others. But in Psalm 24, it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Everything belongs to God. We are part of God's earth. That means that God has given us a leadership role over the earth. That's the position we've been given. What are we doing with that leadership? Colossians 3, 23 to 24 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Stewardship is not about your tithe. It's about your lifestyle. Okay, I'm going to move on to the others. Number three, leaders know how to lead from the back and the front. Say that to somebody. Leaders know how to lead from the back and the front. Does that make sense? No? Well, let's find out what it means. This is an army. It doesn't look like an army, but it's an army. And in, the, in days gone by, in the old days, the army were the worship leaders. In the Bible, and even after the Bible times, the army were the worship leaders. The worship leaders were the ones at the front. They were the ones who led the army. That sounds crazy. 
Because the people you put at the front should be the people who are the biggest, the strongest, the best fighters, the best shooters. You don't put your worship leaders at the front. But that is actually what they did in the Bible, and that is actually what armies used to do. The drummers would be at the front. Why? Because they were the ones who had the vision. They said, guys, we are going to war. And they are going to war looking at horses, chariots, guns, everything. And they are going to war. They didn't get out at the front, and the, the, the fight starts, and they say, we, we can't play these drums. This is too scary. They played until the last man was standing. They had vision. They believed that God had called them to be there. Leaders know how to lead from the front and the back. The musicians were at the front. In Esther chapter 4, verse 15, it's 16, it says, Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. So the Jews were going to be killed, and Mordecai says, you need to stand up and do something. She says, go gather all the people and the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as well. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Look at somebody and say, if I perish, I perish. That's the bit we don't like. Lord, I'll do anything, but just look after me, keep me alive, you know, well fed and all that. But you know what? Leadership is if we perish, we perish. Esther doesn't say, you guys fast, and I'm going to eat well under the king's guide. She doesn't do that. She says, you fast, I'm going to fast, we're going to seek the Lord on this. And if I perish, I perish. Can you put the next one up, please? Last year, when we were doing our hampers, we had to pack the hampers, and there were a lot of hampers to pack. Uh, even more this year. And we were there, the four of us, uh, three adults and one child, trying to pack these hampers. And in the end, I stopped and I said, Lord, this isn't going to work. We can't do this, God. We need help. And I sent out a text message and said, please, come and help us. Is there anyone who can get here? And look who turned up. Pastor, don't ask me what Todd's doing. I don't know what he's doing on that picture. The pastor of the church turned up with an army and packed the hampers. The pastor... <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be here, sorry. That's leadership. The leader doesn't send a text out saying, could you guys please go around and do this? The leader was there and said, we need to do this. That's leadership. Church, we need to rise up as leaders. Leaders lead from the front and they lead from the back. We are leaders. The next one, please. Number four. Let's go to number four, thanks. Leaders know who they serve. They have a heavenly perspective. In Esther chapter three, verse one. Have we got that verse? Yeah, oh, two, let's go to this one. But Mordecai, I found out about the plot and told the Queen Esther, who in turn reported it to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. So the king finds out that there's going to be killed. And it says then later on in Esther 3.1, after three events, King Xerxes honored Haman, son of Hamanath, the Ag Agagrite, <laughs> elevating him and giving him a seat of honor higher than any other of the nobles. What did Mordecai do? The Bible says that Mordecai then sent a letter to the king saying, listen, this is out of order. You know, I'm the one who, who sent the message. What you, what you No, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says Mordecai did nothing. But somebody else was given honor in Mordecai's in place. Did Mordecai do anything? No, that's leadership. Leaders serve, leaders wash feet. They don't do it for glory. 
They do it from a place of humility. Mordecai knew what he was called to do. Leaders know who they are. They have a heavenly perspective. Mordecai said, I don't need the glory. I'm doing it for my God. This is who I serve. I'm doing it for my God. Let's go to the next one. Oh, you might have to jump. Uh, okay. It's not your title that backs up who you are. It's your character. This is a really important one because actually our character is built as we lead and as we follow. Interestingly, as we know, what happens to this man who is given this authority, Haman? What happens to him is it goes to his head a bit. And he is given a great deal. And this is what it says in Esther chapter 5, verse 3. It's, this is what Haman says. Haman has his family and friends with him. They are hanging out with him. And these are his words in chapter 5, verse 13. He says... But all this gives me no satisfaction as long as I see that Jew, Mordecai, sitting at the king's gate. Can you imagine? And that means you're not a leader. He hasn't got it. His character is not a character of leadership. What reason have you got for being somewhere? What reason have you got for doing something? Sometimes we have to be somewhere and we're the only person there. You might be at evangelism, leading that evangelism all by yourself. You might be at that children's activity, leading it all by yourself. Leaders lead. And we do it because we love Jesus. And we don't need to have somebody come and put a badge on us saying, you are a great leader. That's not why we do it. We do it because we love Jesus. I didn't want to say this, but leadership's painful. Look at someone and say, leadership's painful. <laughs> but you know what? If you don't allow God to work on your character, it's going to be a lot more painful. It's not your title that backs up who you are. It's your character. You see, the term apostle and disciple, it's not a title. It's a job description. And sometimes we get that wrong. Esther is there because of a man called Jehoiachin, and we haven't got time to go into it, but it's really interesting, and I'd encourage you to look at that. Chapters and chapters and chapters, but in Kings, the King Jehoiachin is taken into captive, and the reason why Esther becomes queen is because he was taken captive and then released. Something powerful happens, and you know what? Sometimes God calls us to lead people who we find difficult. Sometimes God calls us to be around people who we find difficult, and there's a reason for that, because God is doing something. And do you know that if, if King Jehoiachin had not been taken captive years and years and years and years and years before, he would not be mentioned in the book of Esther. The reason why Esther became queen was because he was taken captive. There's a reason why people are in your life. There's a reason why people are under your leadership. There's a reason why you're following that leader. When you're following that leader and you're looking at them going, I could do it better than that. Or why are they making me clean the floor? Don't they know who I am? <laughs> yes, they know who you are. That's why you're cleaning the floor. <laughs> Haman was destroyed by his character. He ended up being hanged by the thing that he'd built to hang somebody else. I want us to pray for a few areas of people. I just want to say this before I do. I don't know if we've got the slide, if you can find the slide that talks about the pit. And I just want to say this. Allow your pit to become your well. Thank you. Pit stands for profit in training. Guys, we need to get this. 
Because often when we're in the pit, we are crying out to God and we're missing all the learning that should be taking place. Joseph could only be a leader because he allowed God to put him in the pit. When God gave him that vision, he wasn't a leader. He became a leader. Esther became a leader because she allowed God to train her under. Lord, I've got no mum and dad. What am I be doing being brought up by my uncle? What is going on, God? But she submitted to the authority of Mordecai. The verse in Esther says that she did not reveal who she was because she obeyed Mordecai. Not she obeyed her husband, the king. Not that you shouldn't obey your husband. You should obey your husband. But she didn't obey... She didn't have to do what he said because she knew that Mordecai was the leader she was following. She obeyed him as a leader. And she didn't reveal who she was because God said, you are in the kingdom for such a time as this. Church, you are here for such a time as this. Leaders, we are leading for such a time as this. Don't miss what God has for you. I want to pray for some specific areas of people. I want to pray for those who are in the workplace who feel that they haven't honored God in their leadership. They've been called as leaders in the workplace, but they haven't really led. That you've just kind of been there, but you know that you should have stepped up as leaders. And we're going to pray together after David. Another area is those who uh, feel that they have been rebellious leaders. There's nothing wrong with being a strong person, but you know that it's in that you've been rebellious. And another area is the burnt out leaders. So all of those people we're going to pray for after David's come to share. Bless you. Amen.